Hello and welcome to Fundamentals, the podcast that explores pop culture one conversation at a time. I am your host, Harley. I'm joined on this episode by Matthew Stogden and Emma Jane Corson from the Sumo Drop podcast. You may recognize Matthew as a previous guest of this podcast. He and his fellow co-host from the Sequelizers podcast, Jack Chambers Ward, were kind enough to come on a few weeks back to talk about comic books. Well, Matt's here with his wife, Emma Jane, to talk about sumo wrestling, something that they are both deeply passionate about and have followed for many years. In this conversation, we learn all about the history of the sport and its traditions, the rules, the different tiers, how you can keep up with it at home, the community surrounding it. We even get into some of their favorite athletes. There's this and so much more to look forward to in this conversation. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. This is Sumo Wrestling with Matthew Stogden and Emma Jane Corson. Hello, Matt and Emma Jane, and welcome to the Fundamentals podcast. Hello. Hi. It's lovely to have both of you on. And I've just realized you're my first couple to oh. come on the podcast, actually. So <laughs> exciting. this is exciting. Yeah. And you've come with a really cool topic that I personally know nothing about. So I'm really interested to learn about it. And that is sumo wrestling. So yeah. to kick us off, I want to know what, what was your introduction to it? How did you guys get started with this? I think we've both had a very, um, well, we've, we've both enjoyed Japanese culture for many, many years. And mm-hmm. um, a while back, I want to say, just before we were married, in fact, we had access to NHK World on Sky. Um, right. NHK is obviously a Japanese channel and they um, it's obviously broadcast over here. And they started showing the sumo highlights for the grand sumo tournaments. And so occasionally I'd sort of flick over the channel and I'd mm-hmm. sort of get engrossed and just sit and watch matches. And, and after a while you start recognizing different wrestlers, different Rikishi and uh-huh. yeah, it just kind of grew from there and yeah. Yeah, the, the, I mean, as Em said, NHK is the sort of national, uh, it's, it's a Japanese BBC effectively. It's oh. their national TV provider. Yeah. Um, uh, don't mind ask me what NHK stands for. I'm like, it's like Nihongo something, something, something. Um, but the point <laughs> is that, um, yeah, uh, they, they started broadcasting this thing. And Sumo was obviously going, and I don't mean just obviously the, the sport, we'll get into this a bit later, but the sport's been running for obviously hundreds of years, but it's been broadcast on TV in Japan uh, regularly and internationally, much in the same way you get BBC World when you go abroad and other, uh, like, you know, CNN have an international coverage. NHK has one as well over here that I mentioned called NHK World. And it's got the sort of, it's not full coverage of everything, it's loose highlights. Yeah, so highlights about, from, from the top uh, matches as well. Exactly. Not, yeah. yeah, the top division sort of stuff. So it's about half an hour. And we would watch it just on and off as it was, we didn't really know about the full uh, tournament structure. We knew lots of bits and pieces. We knew... Um, Obviously, a lot of the, uh, the 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 sort of terminology and a few random names and bits and pieces, but not following close enough. Because like all sports uh, and events that are sort of live in that respect, if you don't keep up with it quite regularly, you can get a little bit lost. Um, but sumo is one of those things whereby it's actually really, really, really easy to pick up. Yeah. Um, okay. And follow, which we'll we, yeah, we'll we'll put you into full. Uh, 
recruitment mode and <laughs> explain um but no it's because it's of em, em and i being like big old weebs and just loving <laughs> japanese culture and stuff and, uh just being invested in it but also um that's gonna sound a weird thing to say i used to play rugby em's mm -hmm. a cockney so boxing's <laughs> in her blood um <laughs> and I mean, so just seeing these really yeah these these sort of short bouts are like really easy to just got invested in very yeah. quickly a lot of ceremony and pageantry and it's just really entertaining for us and then we got very passionately into it and then launched a podcast off the back of it and met up with people who like similar things so yeah, yeah it's all going to go from there amazing wow i mean yeah so i guess to kind of start off then because again my knowledge of this is basically nil but Mm -hmm. so how, how does a typical match kind of work then you mentioned it's a short bout so i'm guessing they're not they're not particularly long rounds which yeah. would make sense they don't go on for longer yeah. than about four minutes and if wow. they ever and if they ever do get beyond four minutes they actually stop for a water break um right. and what they mm -hmm. do is the judges will literally just pause the game mm -hmm. work out where everyone was where, where everyone where the two wrestlers are standing where mm -hmm. their, yeah. their the placement of their feet are and everything else yeah. And then they'll pause, have a water break, and then come back, reset exactly as they mm. were, and, mm. and go again. So as I say, they're, they're not very long matches at all. No. And actually, if one goes over two minutes, you mm. watch it and you're like, oh, this is a long match. <laughs> yeah, right. they're very, very, I mean, like a boxing thing goes on for multiple rounds. Yeah. Um, the way that it works, we're going to use a lot of Japanese words because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's Jap Japan's national yeah, sport. Go for it, go for um, it. But we'll explain what they all mean because then people can keep up. Um, basically... Uh, there is a dohyo, which is the ring. It's a clay ring that they build for every single, every tournament. Um, and inside that ring is a circle, which is made of rice bale called the tawada. And it's very, very straightforward. There are two lines drawn in that circle and you have two wrestlers standing either side called rikishi. And uh, which means powerful man, if you need to know. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now there are no, the only, and this is classic sort of tradition sort of mindset, the only uh, uh, factor for entering a sumo match, obviously you have to be a sumo wrestler, being old tradition stuff, they don't allow women in it. So no. you have to be two dudes. But there's no height or weight restrictions. You have like six foot five broad people and tiny little five foot one dudes. And you think, yeah. how are you going to survive this? And <laughs> they have a lot of stretching, a lot of salt throwing, a lot of things we associate with like from a street fighter and stuff like that. You know, the, 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 the yeah. pushing and the... <laughs> Um, so it's it's our cultural point. It's like, oh, we held yeah. it. There we go. Yeah. Um, and um, and weirdly enough, like things like, you know, random cultural points like Austin Powers, for example. It's like, you know, yeah. there'll be things where like, oh, I recognize these things. I recognize these two naked dudes who are huge <laughs> in mm. like basically loincloths uh, called mawashi. So mm. they stand there, and the rules are simple. You, when you're both ready, uh, you put place both fists on the floor. That's when you've signaled we're ready to go now. If your mm -hmm. fists don't touch the floor, that's called a mata, and you have a false start, and you have to go again. And then you crash into each other. And yep. there is only one rule, basically. Don't pull the hair. That's right. it. Yep. You, can you can choke someone, you can, you can push people. into them, you can slap them, you can it punch them effectively. Yep. It's, it's well, no, no one ever does it. It's like an open hand thing, because you don't want to really knock them out. But the only... The, because the objective is, um, effectively, either to push your opponent outside of the ring mm -hmm. um, or alternatively for something that any part of their body other than the soles of your feet touch the dohyo floor. Yep. So whether you fall over, whether you slip, whether you skid, uh, whether you come crashing down when you're thrown out of the ring, all it's out. So basically you have two enormous, very heavy people 
mm. crashing into each other at full speed, which is called the tachi yeah. That's the initial the ta- charge. The tachi is is potentially the most like important part of a match because it's like mm. how it starts. It's that big, as Matt said, it's a big crash in, into one another. And mm. yeah, it's yeah. And and from there, it's essentially like who can be the strongest pushing force. Now, some people will go for the leg. Some people will push like what's called push a thruster. They like, literally just yeah. shove you out of the ring. Yeah. And other people, it's called uh, a mawashi man, who person who goes to the belt, picks you up and lifts you out like a little baby, effectively. <laughs> um, and you see all kinds of acrobatics and things from these very, very um, heavy, heavy dudes. Um, but it is, it is, that's it. Every, everything yeah. else, like there are like so tons simple. of moves you can use, but that's you, once you understand that rule, you understand sumo effectively. Everything else is yeah. just nuance and detail. Mm-hmm. That is remarkably simple, but just as you explaining it, I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You don't really need any more rules than that, nope. given everything that's going on. So <laughs> there's a lot cool. of little bits and pieces. I mean, as uh-huh. I say, like um, it's. It's considered un- unsporting to like gouge someone's eyes out, for example. You wouldn't want to do Fair that. Enough. I mean, I don't think that's hand. ever happened. <laughs> well, no, no, but you, you accidentally yeah. get your fingers caught, like your thumbs, because literally there yeah. are some people who literally yeah. push straight for the face. Yeah. Um, and there are other things like, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> decency rules. If, if the gyoji, who is the, re- the referee, if they notice that your mawashi, your, your belt, which is just literally a silk cloth wrapped mm. around you multiple times, if that starts to get loose, they can call the match to a halt and you have to both stay there in situation like, you know, static, yeah. like a statue yeah, which while is, they fix uh, it to make sure your decency doesn't fall out. Which is something <laughs> that we got to witness uh, in the recent tournament, the recent. Yeah, is that right? Controversial yes, one as controversially well. as well. <laughs> mm. um, what, what was controversial about it? Well, it was Ooh. because it was... Um, there's the Rikishi Teranofuji, who is the uh, Yokozuna, and the Yokozuna is the highest rank in sumo. There's usually right. like one or two of them, but at the moment there's only one, and and they're like the, you know, the absolute best at what yeah, they it's, do. Yeah, it's it's translated to effectively as grand champion. Yes. they're the ones who are the ones to beat. They're the ones who are getting. The, the likelihood is they're going to be the one who's going to win. Yeah, and okay. um, yeah, it, he was up against uh, one of the lower rankers. Uh, Wakamoto Haru <laughs> mm-hmm. and Wakamoto Haru is one of my sort of faves I've got a whole group of favorites that I like and he's one of the ones mm-hmm. I like because he's one of the smaller wrestlers and I always like to see the ones with the smaller frames perform mm-hmm. and to go up against the Yokozuna it's quite a big moment for him because it was his first time up against mm-hmm. him as well and his first time ever fighting a Yokozuna so quite mm-hmm. a big match for him now during this match um, Wakamoto Haru's uh, Mawashi, his belt, had started to come loose. Mm-hmm. And the referee had noticed this because mm. you saw him sort of look at it multiple times throughout. Mm-hmm. And then just when Wakamoto Haru somehow almost had pushed Terunofuji to the edge of the ring, mm. which would have been a major upset. Which would have been the, a, yeah. That should be a thing that a lower ranking Maegashira mm. or someone of that rank shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. And it's like, mm. all the inertia is carrying him. This we think this is over. Oh my god, this is going to be an upset. This yeah. is huge. At that point, I was like, "Oh, Wakamoto Haru is going to win." Oh my god, that the way that it's all going, it's it's, it's going to win. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, then the Gyoji put his hands on both of the uh, wrestlers mm-hmm. and stopped the match. The problem ah. is, only one of them saw, only one of them noticed, and that was obviously the Yokozuna. So he stopped and stood upright. Mm-hmm. 
and obviously that the force that was already going Wakamoto Haro pushes him out and I think from from his point of view I think he thought he'd won the match he turned around and found out oh. that actually the match had been stopped yeah oh. and there and... was a lot of um you know a lot of people were angry about it myself included because Right. For all intents and purposes, he absolutely won. He, mm. in my eyes, he would have won that, which would have been really good call for him because earlier in, in the tournament, he uh, battled an Ozeki for the first time. And then when Ozeki is the rank down from the Yokozuna. Mm. Um, and yeah, and he battled an Ozeki and won. And so mm. this would have been a really monumental win for him. It would have been yeah. incredible. And, and, and for the Gyoji, it's a sense of like that you can you that you are absolutely supposed to do that. That is his yeah. job to stop it. But you're supposed to do it when they're standing still. Yes. If yes. they're in motion, yeah. the match is carrying on. You leave them alone to do it. So the fact that, that, that he ran sense, over yeah. at the last minute, people mm. were saying like, did he do that to try and protect the Yokozuna? Uh, and then you got like a, a, a judges' mm. conference called a Monoe, and that all these judges are like, we don't want to be brought into this. Uh, and yeah. they're like, well, what do we do? This has never happened before. And they're like, uh, it's fine, restart it. So as I mentioned with the um, with the Mizu break, the water break, um, they check the video, trying to line them up as best they can. Yeah. And it's very clear that, that Terano Fuji, the Yokozuna, has a better stance. He has a better this grip. This time round, yep. yep. <laughs> and then as it starts up again, a bit of push back and forth, and Terano Fuji flops him to the ground, and Wakamotaro <sighs> loses. And everyone's like, mm, um... this does not feel right. So... It's it's a very simple sport, yeah. Um, but at the same time, because it's simple, whenever something happens outside of that, it mm. can become very bureaucratic and very yes, um, yeah, yeah. That but makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. I th I think that's something that you'll find in basically all sport, right? All competitive I, yeah. sport. Is I agree. There'll be an element of politics, and mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Is it favoritism? Was there rule bending here? It's it's fascinating that that those sort of nuances make their way into pretty much any sport yeah. so yeah i think i think more so for sumo as well it's really important right. because um obviously it had tons of um controversy in the past uh it used mm. to have a lot of yakuza yes. interference um, really yeah a lot of uh, yeah. illegal gambling stuff and yeah a lot of right. match fixing and yeah. criminal for, for those who don't know listeners um the yakuza are basically the japanese mafia um mm. and again they had this huge wave of controversy about match fixing and oh everyone was all dealt with and things but there was still this deeply rooted thing that their national mm. sport had been corrupted by crime which uh, i actually think is why mm. um mm. People in Japan don't really watch sumo so much anymore. Actually. No, really? it's not as popular as you think. Yeah, baseball is huge in Japan. Yeah. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout <laughs> yeah. out to a previous guest and episode, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Chris Hood. Ba yeah, base baseball is yeah. huge and is is effectively as good as the national sport at this point. Um, but yeah, sumo is more because right. sumo has a lot of roots and history as a religious thing yeah. the reason they mm. chuck the salt in the dohyo to start with we may have seen that you know that sort of yeah. image is they're purifying it and effective all that that stamping with the legs going up and down mm -hmm. is stamping out demons and it used to be the idea that it was right. held in temples it was yeah. only moved to the public could see it into arenas and such um but wow. because it's also very protective in its association and the politics and so on and so forth mm -hmm. it's never left japan you've had a couple of wrestlers i mean for the minute we've got um uh, a, a Brazilian, a Bulgarian, a Georgian, a Ukrainian, and wow. some people who have been internationally recognized over the years, but it is very much a Japanese and Mongolian sport. Yeah. The Mongols, mm. Terano Fuji, one of the greatest of all time, by the way, Hakuo, oh. uh, who's, who's now a coach. He is genuinely the greatest sumo wrestler of all time. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, uh, he, he's won more 
uh, more bashos or more bouts than most people, uh, tournaments, I should say. I think mm-hmm. like 45 was his record. He yeah. was only 50. I think he um, retired he, after 45 winning tournaments, wow. which is incredible. Won, yeah, yeah, he won entirely the whole thing in one go, uh, uh, 15 nil, basically, a complete. Yeah, which is as, as good as victories you can get, yeah. basically. It's called <laughs> Zenshaw. And um, yeah. he, again, is Mongolian. And for Japan, that's always mm. a bit of a because mm, Mong- Mongolians <laughs> wrestle; they always have, and that's part of their national sport as well. Yeah. So, J- Japanese people are always like, mm, "Be nice to have a really good Japanese, you know, in our <laughs> national sport." Who's the guy who doesn't? No, no, no. But then, having said that, people still love Hakuo. He's still a big character. He's very yeah. cool and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's, I, I immediately think, well, I mean, you look at English football teams, right? And the vast majority of them are from anywhere but England. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you know, so it doesn't really be, matter. But no, I, see, I know you mean. The there's always league, that national attract, thing people get. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you want to be the best league or the best whatever it is, you want to be attracted to the best talent from all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. if that's homegrown, fantastic. If it's not, then that's what you want to see because you want to see the, the best mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to sort of understand this a bit better. Then, so there's mm. four minute rounds. So is that just kind of it then? If once they've won, that's them, they've won no. the match? Or so, is it like so a series of rounds that they do? It's only ever one sure. match a day. So what, how, the tournament, how the tournament works is every time there's a grand sumo tournament on, um, there are 15 days. Um, so you've got 15 days and each day you're up against a different wrestler. So you've only got one match a day. So uh, for, per person, obviously. Oh, yeah, per, per person. person. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and so basically every day... Uh, Rikishi will turn up, see who they're fighting. They'll do the fight. Obviously, that will probably last, you know, less than two minutes. Sometimes seconds. Yeah, sometimes wow. they can be over straight away. It's incredible yep. how fast uh, some of mm. these uh, wrestlers yep. can be uh, from the Tachii, from the beginning. It's it's just mm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so what, once the match is then over, they then just move on to the next match of the day and then continue. So it literally is a case of, so if you're following a particular wrestler that you like, uh, you've got you get to watch their full 15 um bouts literally mm-hmm. over 15 days so mm. it, it's and the quite way the, an interesting the, sport to go and watch as well mm. for that reason and the way the yeah. tournament is laid out there is essentially uh there's what's called the yusho race and the yusho is what you get for, or, the, or the tournament championship it's, yeah. it's winning at the end of the day of that 15 days um and they can tour to tokyo and osaka and uh nagoya and uh, handful of other places. And the point is that it's it arrives. You do it for the for the fortnight, effectively for the fifteen days, and you want to achieve obviously more wins and losses. Yes. And it's uneven. That's why it's fifteen rather than fourteen specifically. So the idea is, if you have more wins than losses, that's called a kachikoshi. And if you have more uh, losses than wins, it's called a makikoshi. Yeah. And if you do, uh, so so if you get eight seven, for example chances are your rank's going to improve. You get seven, yeah. eight, you're going to go down. If you are a higher ranking individual, it's more likely you're going to look for double digits, like 10, 11, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and the person who obviously has the most wins uh, wins the tournament, the Emperor's Cup, uh, and a bunch of uh, insane amount of prizes oh, and money. Prizes, and ridiculous prizes, including yeah. one that looks like a giant macaroon. And I'm not even joking. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah the French up, yeah. I think... <laughs> turkey gave that this enormous cup and it's like like a giant teacup like, what the hell is this it's very odd um but um yeah so if say for example there were two uh rikishi on the same score say they both got 13 two on the final day they would then pair off and have a uh, you'd have a playoff 
see who won of those two they'd fight each other again very very straightforward very simple mm. there's no seeded sort of stuff where it goes you know i've got to fight you in this area and it goes down to the thing it's like nope 15 days and at the end of that 15 days you have a month off and then the next month bang 15 days yeah. again so it's every other month and that's pretty much it rinse and repeat over yeah. and over and over wow so every other month and they could do one match and that match could be over in seconds for that one day yep Mm. that's wild well, yeah but they'll do like one per day so well, one per day, yeah. 15 total obviously but it yeah. literally could be that you turn up so say for example uh harley you are now a, a rikishi well done congratulations <laughs> uh you're ranking uh, i'll be very briefly say this so the uh-huh. the makuno uchi or makuchi is the highest division there are 42 sure. rikishi in that one uh, that's where you want to be that's yeah. that's that's the top. Um, that's where the you make top, the big money. That's where you make. <laughs> they literally have these huge envelopes full of cash that yeah. they hand out at the end, along with all other things you get. Um, and it's like, oh my god, who would do that? It's like, have you seen these guys? Who's going to try and steal from them? Are you insane? <laughs> so these hand yeah. these giant wads of cash. Um, so the Yokozuna sits at the top. The next rank down is the Ozeki, then the Sekiwaki, then the Komasubi. Th- those are the sort of four top ranks. Everything below that is Maigashira one, Maigashira two, Maigashira three. So say for argument's sake, <clears throat> you're a Maigashira ten, mm. and that's a very high and very decent place to be. You're earning some good money. Well done. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's Sunday. So the first day, the first bout in, the, in these, this particular basho, this particular tournament, um, you have to go through uh, like five or six of these things. So you've got the different divisions, Sandanme, Makushita, Juryo, and finally to Makanochi. So you're sitting there waiting for most of the day, prepping, priming, training, wherever it happens to be. And you watch your fellow stable mates go in and out and train and 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 get defeated and so on and so forth you're getting your head in the right space you do your stretches you're brought into the to the arena the crowd's obviously there you sit around the edge of the door hill at the edge of the ring um and then you're brought to the ring itself there's a lot of pageantry a lot of um like literally you constantly salt the the -hmm. ring so you chuck in some salt to bless it you stamp out things which also stretches you out which is good yeah um you clap you do all these sort of things to get into the position mm-hmm. and you squat and that's it <clears throat> do it two or three times and when the gyoji who's the ref he has a gun bay which got a war fan holds it in front of him and it's like right okay that means it's now alive it's now good to go at that point you just stare out your opponent and you're both sitting there there's a line in front of you which you're obviously trying to stay over and the second all four hands either the opponent's hands and your hands touch the ground it starts. Yeah. No matter then, how brief it is, yeah. it starts. Yeah, exactly. It could be sweeping off the ground, but as long as it hits the ground, it's done. Um, at that point, you launch yourself forward and anything can happen. Yep. If it's a smaller rikishi, they go for your legs. They'll try and trip you up. Or they might uh, move to the side. They might move to the side <laughs> and watch you go to the floor. They might try right. and catch you, pick you up, lift you out. They might try and flop you over. They might try and trip you up. They might try and grab your arm and twist you out. They could do anything. They might just literally, you might push them to the edge of the tuara. They turn and flip you over. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the ring itself is, there's no ropes or anything in terms of like, like, a, like a pro wrestling ring, which is around the ring. This is just buried in the clay. So yeah. when you go out, you fall straight into the crowd. And for some reason there are Ooh. seats that are literally just below the ring mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like and they're the most expensive seats in in the whole place presumably because people want to get crushed by the, by the rikishi <laughs> yeah. right by their favorite people but yeah there's yeah no wow. way i'd ever sit in one i do that i wouldn't i'd be crazy but, yeah. but it's <laughs> no. so that goes out and then in that moment you're done you either win and you have a little bit where they call out your name and you 
do a little blessing over the money and you take it away and you sit down and reflect on what you've done. Then you offer some water to the next person who's going in and you walk out of the stable and you yeah. have a bath. It's all or very traditional. You lose the exact same thing. And that's yeah. it. It's all very kind of, as we said, steeped in in the sort of Shinto tradition. So it, it's, yes. it's got a lot of tradition to it. And the thing that Matt said about um, purifying the um, the ring with with salt, it's an interesting one. And, and he mentioned pageantry. That's a particularly mm. important thing to bring up because there's one particular uh, rikishi that's very oh, well known knows. for making a big deal out of the salt throwing to the point mm. where, like, you know, you've only got to grab a small handful of salt and sprinkle it right and that's fine but he will get the biggest handful like a big mound of salt the biggest thing you've ever seen and he will huck it into the air like as high as it will go mm, it always ow. gets a huge round of applause but then of course mm. the the dojo the ring is then covered in salt for his then match so and that's at uh, uh, torotsuyoshi and mm. so his matches quite often he kind of like ruins it for himself because he'll slip yeah. all the time <laughs> i was gonna say yeah it I wouldn't have thought that would help you. <laughs> no. Well, te technically speaking, I wonder, because obviously there's lots of reasons to why people do this up, but the history is, yeah. uh, in theory, you're falling on mud, right? In theory, uh, mm -hmm. that's what the clay yeah. is. Um, the salt, as addition to purifying the ring for the uh, for the tradition, it's also if you cut yourself, which they do quite frequently, mm -hmm. you're going to purify the wound with salt. It'll actually yeah. make it a little more... Big. Okay. So... I don't know if he's preemptively trying to just assume he's going to get battered and just excessive coating. It's just it's taunting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, I could I could see that. I mean, boxers are famous for doing that, right? That's the thing. Oh, yeah, Wrestlers yeah, yeah. and like, mm. like pro wrestling, I've talked about. You know, similar kind of thing. Get the crowd going. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Same same thing. Different about. I mean, the, the, yeah. there are so many things that you're not supposed to. Do. So, um, two mm. very famous yokozuna. I say one's Hakuo and another one is uh, Asashoyu, mm -hmm. and they're both Mongolian. <laughs> and they have been uh, told off in the past many times because there are things you don't do. So, for example, you've got pro wrestling and, and boxing and stuff. I mean, for us, when you win, there's going to be like, oh, that sense of relief and satisfaction and joy mm. and yes. Nope, not in sumo. You keep that inside. You, yeah. you, you keep it mm. stoic. And mm. so if you are like, if you win and you go, yes, that's amazing. And show buddy, that's considered dishonorable. Yeah. That's considered you don't oh. do that. It's considered because um, you're kind of rubbing it in the, the opponent's face and yeah. it's kind of not, it's, nice. it's, yeah, it's yeah. seen as very bad form. Mm. It, you know, it's very Japanese. And that's how, this is sort of <laughs> lessened over time. And, and then in the same way that previously, if you force someone out of the door here and like chuck them into the crowd, you're not supposed to look at them. At least that was the previous logic. Yeah, Again, that has changed. That has definitely that's changed. changed. Now it's changed to check on them, make sure they're all right, and just give, stand there. Yeah, and give them a hand up should they need yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's one of those old classic things. of Again, it's, it's a classic shift of culture. It's, sure. it's how Japan wanted to present itself back then, how they want to present themselves now. It's just, uh, again, you see that in a lot of sports, you know, like, oh, it's... it's uh, you know again especially with contact sports mm. um mm. it's like what is and isn't considered showboaty what is and isn't yeah. considered uh acceptable i mean again like american football or, or rugby or, or or just football as in soccer um yeah very much a case of like oh if i score a goal how how over the top can i go it's like <laughs> it's fine you can you can celebrate yeah. can i go taunt the oppo the opposite the opposing fans don't don't do that that's <laughs> yeah that, that's a bit of a move um yeah. That kind it's of thing. True. Yeah, it's mm. true. It's true. It's yeah, that's kind of yeah, the idea of sportsmanship, absolutely. Of yeah, yeah you can win, but yeah, don't gloat. Don't, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Nobody For likes sure. that. Um I, I'm I'm thinking about this a lot though, with the 
given the the time for the matches, as I was saying, it's like a couple, mm. of, you know, like, like you say, at most maybe four minutes. That's your one well, for the day. That's a real rarity. Four minutes. That's a rarity. I was yeah, yeah. you'll never see it. Yeah. You'll, you'll rarely, rarely see it. Uh, yeah. Put it this way. Em and I've been covering it uh, sumo officially uh, for a podcast called Sumo Drop for the last year and a bit, and mm. essentially, we've never seen a full four minute bout. No. Okay. So with that factored in, then I'm thinking, does it have a lot to do with, well, for one, the tradition which you mentioned, but two, just the sheer physical exertion that comes with doing this? Because yes, absolutely. It sounds like a lot. I mean, there's the fact that these guys. I, I looking at them and sort of thinking about it, this kind of reminds me of Strongman, you know, and that oh, some yeah, of these yeah. guys get yeah, yeah. huge. And it's just how much mass can you put on to be as physically strong as humanly possible? Mm-hmm. But then obviously exerting that strength to the absolute max, which in this case is, yeah, you're slamming into another person who is of mm-hmm. the same size or strength. Yeah. Yeah, you don't it's, want to be doing that all day. <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's a it's interesting because you get certain people. There's one called uh, Takayasu, and uh, yeah. he is very much an endurance fighter. Yeah, he he is wants huge to hold as on. well. He's one yeah, of the he's bigger. Quite, uh, yeah, quite, quite, and I, I, but when we say huge, there are two different two or three different types of huge in sumo. Um, mm. There's huge because you're like Ichinojo, who most recently won the uh, the recent the tournament. Yeah, Nagoya Basho. Yeah. Also Mongolian. Um, and, um, <laughs> I'm seeing he a is, pattern here. <laughs> he is enormously tall and one of the biggest dudes you will see. He is really chunky and he moves quite slowly. Mm. And you think, oh, well, he's... And in inverted commas, you go, well, he's just fat. And then you see no. someone like uh, Takayasu, who is short. Well, not short. He's shorter and he's stout mm. and has a big, big belly in front of him. So he, again, he looks fat. And then you have someone like uh, Wakatakakage, who is muscular? He is hench. He is one he's of still, my favorites. He's he's mm. a, he's a big fan. You notice we mentioned um, uh, Waka Wakamoto Haro earlier, mm. and that's the brother of Wakamoto. Uh, Waka, uh, Waka, Waka Wakamoto, yeah. Kage. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so you'll have very different types of huge, basically, because is it more muscular? Is it more uh, sort of front-facing fat? Is it mean? But the thing is. It's it's tricky because the logic is, and 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 it's it, it's what we would have assumed as well when we started uh, following this sport. The bigger you are, the fatter you are, the better you are, and mm. it's not at really all. no. It's really an mm. interesting. That's why Hakua was an interesting one. He is, I think, he's six five or something ridiculous mm. and broad, and he's very big. He was a, he's always been a big chunky guy, um, like a you know the, the biggest bouncer you've ever seen, effectively. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't necessarily call him fat. Because the mm. muscle on him, when you, you can see it in the slow motion stuff, when they push off from somebody, you can see the muscle tensing up the back of the calves and stuff. They're, mm. they're in, for lack of a better word, really good shape, even though they're eating so much food to keep this mm. immense mass. Um, but you still have to be um, incredibly agile to carry yeah. yourself. And yeah. so that's why you mentioned about the, the, how the bouts last, because you're right, you, you can't... Yeah, it, um, it takes a toll on, yeah, on each wrestler, does. for sure. Mm. And 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 the truth is that some people are just kind of when you're watching about you go oh he's gone he, he, they're desperate and they like do the thing where they hold onto each other like breathing heavily you can hear them breathing yeah, they so put heavily the mics right above them so you can hear them and like <sighs> yeah <sighs> <laughs> um, and obviously you know big heavy dudes and it's like how long can you do this and also especially with the most recent bout so the July um, tournament is over and that's in Nagoya and they're talking about like thirty plus degree heat yeah. Um, and it's just so much to deal with and very humid and hot and they're dripping with sweat. Um, so yeah, I don't think 
nobody wants them to go to four minutes basically no. and the water break is basically health and safety like we need to stop this now um so you will very rarely sing that long so but the thing is the truth is that whether it's a really short bout or or a longer one two or three minutes they tend to be very 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 compelling and interesting because mm. you know within a couple of seconds even if it's going for two and a half minutes you know within a couple of seconds if you blink and you miss it it'll be done yeah and, and that's why one, I love the sport. That's why I love it yeah. because I can watch, um, you know, you know, full fifteen days of, of all of the sort of um, highlights from the top division, mm. and I can watch all those matches. And from one match to the next, I, I can't tell what's going to happen. Quite often, things will just happen unexpectedly that I wasn't expecting. Mm. We might see a move that we've not seen before because you know there's so many moves that you can use mm. to get your opponent out of the ring or to touch the touch the door here. And it, it just means that it, there's always something new to see, or if there's yeah. nothing new to see and you might find, Oh, this match is, uh, this is pretty, pretty boring. They're not doing much in this particular match. And then something will happen out of the blue or like, it's just, I don't mm. know. I just find it a really exciting sport to watch um, yeah. for that reason. I used to follow a boxing when I was in my younger years and I liked yeah. it, but it was more of like, <sighs> it's more about an endurance yeah. test of how long you can take mm. punches to the face, how long, and I'm, I'm not d discrediting boxing because mm. it's a real talent and a skill and endurance to go through that. But it's mm. also, it's two people and it, you're watching one match and it's an endurance thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas this feels more like an event of multiple things going through and you think, okay, well, that was good. Who's next? it's over oh my god what about this next one okay they're holding a little longer now it's over fantastic amazing so it's it's it, it, it hits in a different way basically yeah that makes total sense um and i can see what you're saying emma jane about yeah the fact that anything can happen as you said earlier you know there's one rule apart from that it's like go for it and yeah yeah it's it's one of those things i, I referenced strongman particularly just because of the physique but it's something i got really interested in Mm. a while ago and that was something i always kind of worried wondered about just talking about the the physique side of it because you know often we're taught a lot about you know maintaining lean muscle and stuff like that yeah. and you get oh, yeah. bodybuilding and olympic sports and, but when you come to appreciate when i was watching a lot of documentaries on these guys that get absolutely huge is it is it's basically physics it's just how much mass can you require because that will work in tandem with the muscle that you've built if you train it correctly yeah um, and so, yeah, I was thinking about that coming into this conversation with wrestling is like, I can see how that works. I can see why they would do that, why that would make it quite impressive to watch, because as you say, there has to be some agility to it as well. There has to be tactics. It's, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not just two fat guys running into each other. No. It's, it's no. they're athletes for all intents and purposes. They are yeah. athletes. Well, there's a weird tangent. It goes back to a conversation we had previously. Um, but uh, in uh, comics, um, mm. in, uh, there's, a, there's a comic called Daredevil. And uh, Frank Never Miller, when, <laughs> when, when he was writing it back in the 80s, he wanted to make Kingpin a more uh, opposing sort of um, adversary. Mm. And Miller at the time was working on Batman and Daredevil and a few other things and, and Wolverine as well. And all his answer to all of those things was the same. What about uh, Japan? So what about if Batman's a ninja? What about Daredevil's a ninja? What about if uh, Wolverine goes to Japan? It's like, yeah. that sounds like that's your only answer to everything. Mm. But the point is that um, he's like, how to make the Kingpin more than just this giant guy in a white suit who's a Spider-Man villain. And he, he, he used lighting in a certain way to show Kingpin training is like, I'll just draw him like a sumo wrestler. Yep. And suddenly mm. this guy who's just this big bounding load of flesh is like, oh no, he's, 
he's muscular and he's mm. built and he can move quickly. Um, yeah. But again, it's it's that it is absolutely physics. You're entirely right, Harley. It's mm. the idea that you've got people like there's uh, Ishiura. Oh, Ishiura. Love Ishiura. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Kotueko and uh, Terutsuyoshi and Enho. And basically, they are very comparatively short wrestlers. And you go, how are you going to do anything here? I mean, they're, they're still mm. beefy guys, but they're like a whole foot smaller. They're like 50 kilos lighter. And it's like, how you don't stand a chance. And they'll be so quick and agile. They'll go for the mawashi, the belt. They'll try and spin people, mm-hmm. go for the legs to trip them. They know mm. full well that if the other wrestler grabs them, it's over. Yeah, because they'll it, just pick if them they up, grab lift them, them by out. the belt, especially because that's yeah. obviously yeah. The, the point that most wrestlers are trying to grab hold of because that's where you can get your best grip. Um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, once once your mawashi has been gripped, you mm. have to work really hard to get yeah. out of that grip mm. or try and maneuver your way somehow out mm-hmm. of it. And and I but always love seeing that. Yeah, yeah, and if you're if you're big, like there's a Bulgarian dude called Aoyama, oh, yeah. and we should point out if you're thinking Aoyama doesn't sound especially Bulgarian, uh, that's because every single sumo name is a wrestling yes. name. It's not right. actually their real name; it's what they take for the for the yeah, ring. Yeah, and they've all got different, oh, cool. and they've all got different mm. meanings and stuff. So yeah. like, um, yeah. and they'll all take like stuff from the stable, which is their essentially their little, I guess. What would you? Their training, their training ring. Yeah, yeah. Ring, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they'll all take um, things from their stables as well. So. You'll notice that there's a lot of similar sounding names. They're likely in the same stable. That's why. And yeah. then obviously you've got Kotoeko, Kotonawaka, Kotoshoho. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Those those three are in the same stable. You've also got, mm. uh, as I said, Wakamata Haru and Wakataka Kage <laughs> are actual brothers in real life, and they've also taken mm. the Waka part um, as well. Um, but yeah, they've all got cool names. And the, the one I love the best uh, for the name is uh, mm-hmm. a wrestler. Who's actually a lot smaller as well. He's one of the small ones. He is a short one. Obizaru. Yeah. And that in Japanese means flying mm. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. absolutely love it as a name. And I absolutely love uh, I love what that I love. An, yeah. That's an awesome wrestling name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's all this like pageantry and seriousness and like, okay, okay, we're gonna step in the ring. We're gonna yeah. purify it and make sure there's somebody who's stepping in. And they'll like literally call the name out, like who's fighting basically in a very um mm. Uh, some right. stylized fashion, uh, like 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 a call to prayer almost, except they're screaming "flying monkey" yeah. um, or "great" or "great mountain" or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, great mountain. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's 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 fascinating. But if you're like someone like Aoyama, for example, a big person, and Tobizaru gets in by the leg, it's that physics again. Mm. You're going to go down a lot harder and a lot mm-hmm. faster than somebody who's leaner who can probably yeah. squirm out of it effectively. It means that there's um, a lot of strategy involved in sumo. Yeah, it yeah. means yeah, absolutely. that you need to work out what type of of sumo is going to be your style of sumo are you Mm. going to be smaller are you going to be like fast on your feet and agile and move around and try and you know yeah are you going to basically you know maybe not get so many wins at first because you're just going to get Mm. pushed out as i said physics um Mm. or are you going to go for the the what we said earlier the push a shover or you know when you just as big as you can get so you can have no more mass um mm. to, to just sort of overtake the smaller wrestlers so it's almost like there's there's a lot yeah. of, of stuff to think about and there's always um mm-hmm. wrestlers that are sort of in the middle ground between the two as well and and that's why um at the end of of a, a sumo um tournament mm. they also whoever wins gets the 
gets the you know the the big prize they get all the number of, of things like a year supply a of, fish of fish for their stable like yeah. loads of like yeah just tons and tons of stuff loads of different trophies but they've also got mm. other awards as well um for yeah. other wrestlers because they do like to make sure that they're um rewarding everyone especially the smaller wrestlers might always get it so like they've got um uh they're called the sancho prizes and there's one uh called the shukunshaw which is the outstanding performance prize this only ever gets awarded if someone beats the yokozuna so that's right it's it's to say hey look you beat the yokozuna that's amazing mm-hmm. you, you know you get this there's the kantoshaw which is the fighting spirit prize and this is the mm. one, the Rikishi, who fought the most tenaciously and to the best of their abilities, you know, makes sense, fighting spirit, they get that, mm. they get that prize. And yeah. the um, the Ginosho, which is the technique prize. And that's the one I always like to see um, awarded because yeah. it's for the most skilled um, wrestler or the one who uses the most different winning techniques. And I love, right. and I love seeing the range of techniques. And quite often, that particular one, that award tends to go to the smaller rikishi because yeah, they're man. able to perform slightly a, a more range of attacks, as it were, versus you know the bigger wrestlers who just have that pushing and shoving, and that's kind of their their thing, and that's it. So yeah, it's it's, an, yeah. it's very interesting. Um, you you'll see things like where they're like a big guy, we're like, oh, you're a kiri frontal force out, and like, oh, it's, it's like the same things over and over and over, and then you'll see something like. I can't, I can't think of anything specific as an example. <laughs> well, what's the Bakunage like, or something? And that's, yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah. common mm-hmm. one and as well. We'll say like, we'll say like what, what's, that, what's that one? We're like writing down these things to do our reports. Like, what's that? It's like, it's a belted underarm throw. It's like, it's a what? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get certain things where the, 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 where the, the, the commentators and the live stuff are waiting to effectively have somebody at ringside say, oh, they won by this. Because I think there's like 70 different moves oh, there's you so can many. win by. Because yeah. although wow. you can win anyway, sort of like anyway possible, because mm-hmm. um, we mentioned that you know, as long as your foot touches, sorry, anything other than the sole of your foot touches the floor, or you get pushed out. Yeah. But ultimately, it depends on uh, a takikomi slapdown, for example. Say your <laughs> pr- opponent's coming towards you <laughs> and they start falling forward. Now they're kind of just falling their own volition. But if you just give them a tap on the back, that's effectively that's a slapdown. So that's what that yeah. is. That's the win. Um, right. But there'll be things like, oh well, this person's falling over. I'm going to literally almost judo flip them. And over the years, they've sort of amass these 70 odd different yeah. types of moves because mm. or like the what basically people falling over will only fall over in a certain amount yeah, of ways exactly and, yes. and, and and the one i <laughs> sure. the one that always makes me feel nervous is when i see uh yori Tayoshi, which is a frontal crush out when one mm. one like wrestler falls backwards and the other one has already got the momentum going and falls as well and they both fall out of the ring Ooh. together and that always fills me mm. with absolute just, yeah, because you're falling oh, like fear, a foot and, and a half off the clay yeah. onto concrete. And possibly Ow. into other people. Quite often, it will be yeah. straight into the judges, the shimpan. There's five judges that sit around the dohyo, and obviously the, ne- the, the, ne- wrestlers, the next wrestlers yeah. that are waiting to also yeah. have, their, have their go, as it were, they're all sitting there as well. And then just behind them, you've got the crowd. And you're like, some of them, when they go out, they're... Yeah. <laughs> they're going for a while <laughs> it, it's mm. it's also a bit like getting elbowed in the face by your favorite rock star exactly. at a concert though it's like, yeah. a like oh my god look I, what just happened yeah that, that's how <laughs> i I'll cherish this black eye forever yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. how i like to describe it as well it's battle scars yeah. isn't it it's like yeah that's, that's it i've got my battle <laughs> <Yeah>. scar <laughs> 
Yeah, and then yeah. some, some uh, uh, Yobidashi, who are the sort of ushers and announcers at the ring, will run over and say, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, no, it's fine. Dajibu, dajibu, this guy. And yeah. it's like, yeah, they're like basically saying, yes, it's fine. And they'll turn to their friends and go, I had the best time sort of thing. <laughs> but they usually also, because they're very expensive seats, um, they're reserved sometimes for... Uh, you'll see like some geisha there sometimes. Yeah. You will mm-hmm. see Japanese um, celebrities if they if celebrities. They go and... um, there was one like Paul McCartney turned oh, yeah. up and he's there, and uh, <laughs> older people, and you're like, what the hell? Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those places of pride to sit know, there right? and want to get crushed by this giant. <laughs> I just, I just piece my, of a man. How my stupid brain works. I just immediately see like a headline one day of like Sir Paul McCartney crushed by sumo wrestling. <laughs> like, I mean, and that's how he goes out. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like, you know, Ringo dies at one point. It's like the last Beatle, how is he going to go out? Oh, crushed like a Beatle, literally. Well, that makes complete yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. You, you can see the headlines already. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. That's just amazing. Uh, it's so cool. But uh, yeah, as for what you said earlier, though, I can imagine as a spectator sport, it offers a lot and i can imagine the atmosphere in that kind of place must be really mm. cool as well oh, i can only imagine because yeah we've yet to be able to go and see a match we've been to japan but we didn't make it to any of the um well, sumo tournaments yeah. we happened to go just out of sumo season because as as matt said earlier it mm. is every other month and the month we went right. just was not not sumo season and at that time yeah. we'd only just really started getting into sumo so um, yeah. yeah, if we have only it would have been, <laughs> well, it, it would have been expensive to start oh, with, yeah. but also it's it holds effectively a whole day of watching different bouts, which have been very cool, mm. but it would have been very time consuming. And obviously, yeah. when we're on a holiday, you want to see as much as possible, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but we but definitely more... want to go. Oh, absolutely. To see yeah, a match, um, if, if only you had a platform that could be sponsored. <laughs> if only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a dream. But yeah. We could, yeah, but I think that's the thing. I think the likelihood of us, it, it's easy enough for us to go. And there's a, there's the thing is, there's, there's a bit of a broadening in international following of sumo. So you'll see a handful mm. of um, uh, Discord communities mm-hmm. and YouTube channels and podcasts cropping up. But this is, this is the thing, because... We mentioned about we went in October of 2017 to Japan as a sort of mm-hmm. big um, two and a half, nearly three week holiday sort of thing. We did as much as we could, saw as much as we could, saw as many people as we could because we got some friends out there, etc. And it was great, it was wonderful, once a lifetime kind of project. We're very keen to go back if there wasn't pandemic stuff. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but because it's such an insular sport, unlike, I mean, if you like football, chances are you can see a football match probably somewhere at some point. It's it's happening yeah. somewhere. There's always a television somewhere showing you some football, so it's always happening somewhere, arguably. Um, mm. Because it's literally this very singular, association-driven thing on this every alternate month, and not always just in Tokyo, in different cities sometimes. Mm. In, in Fukushima, um, that's right, um, uh, uh, or Osaka or something like that. And yeah. it's the idea that... Um, you have to really coordinate your holiday around it effectively. Yeah, sure. Um, but it is still a very electric experience. And the Japanese, um, it's, 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 one of those, it's, again, it's a very cultural thing, because obviously when you go to any sport, if you go to, like, say, a, a pro wrestling thing in America, you are going for a very unique experience. So you go, like, a, you know, a, a, a TNA kind of thing, and you're seeing, you mm. know, crowds with banners and signs and chants and it's all 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 singing all dancing it's a whole experience uh the japanese have the exact same sort of thing in different capacities mm. um so there are things like you um at the minute obviously because of the pandemic is still technically technically um 
And Japan's only just opened their borders for the first yeah, time since and only for, it started. Only for group tours as well, not even for regular travelers. Yeah. So they're still, so they're still being very being cautious. careful. Yeah, because okay. they're very old population, so they're being very careful for that reason. And the, you know, it's why the Makes Olympics sense. last year was yeah. So mm. the point is that um, they've had things like you have to wear a mask through the entire thing, not the wrestlers themselves, but the um, the audience. Yeah, watching. although the wrestlers um, had to yeah. put their masks on the minute they left the the ring as well. At one point, yes, right. that's, yeah. true. Okay. that's true. Yeah, okay. Um, one point they were doing it to an empty room. That was surreal. Yeah, watching that with these people just charging and hearing everything was very, very strange to to, mm. to see and hear that. Um, they said that you can't sing the national anthem. It's played at you, sort of thing, at the end of the uh, of the of the uh, of the tournament. Um, cheering, whistling, all that kind of stuff. Nope, can't do that. You're meant to be quiet, which of course people fewer and fewer things like that yeah. over time. They're, when you're watching a sport, up. the last thing you want to be is be quiet. I mean. Yeah, I always yeah. feel sorry for the neighbours whenever we're watching Sumo because <laughs> I make so much noise. I am probably the worst for it. <laughs> we, we do we do get really invested in it. M, M is particularly loud on it and it's all good. But it's the kind of thing, I can't imagine us being in there going, mm, 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 respectfully mm. quiet. Um, but uh, no, the atmosphere, from what you've seen, we, we've seen like obviously stuff televised for a few years now and things and there's stuff going back to a very iconic match very uh, i'll give you two examples uh good and bad so good uh this was july 2021 so last year okay. um this was a very very important thing it was hakuho's 45th or would be if he won oh, 45th yeah. bout and terano fuji who we've mentioned before both the mongolians he had just been or was about to be promoted to yokozuna probably and it was like both of them had been undefeated in that in the, the 15 days and the final day was those two facing off dancing oh. for the first time. And wow. the palpable, electric, that two towering, huge people. So exciting. Um, <laughs> that mm. match went on and it was so back and forth. It was, and the, the crowd was literally mm. on every moment. I think the Hakuo's family was there and things yeah, like that. It was a, In that final moment, he nearly broke his arm because yeah. he was like, Terno Fuji was not going down. Hakuo was like twisting. He was like, this cool. is, it's going to get bad. And then again, and the thing you very rarely see, Hakuo slammed him to the floor and this big fist they went ah and just yeah. screamed and everyone oh but no one would challenge mm. it no one would say you know what 45 tournaments that's an unheard yeah, of thing and that was, that was also a record at that point as well i think wasn't yeah. it so absolutely yeah. and then there's asa shoryu so asa shoryu is also or was also a, a, a yokozuna he's he also mongolian the bad boy the bad boy, <laughs> the bad boy of him of and Hakko had a big uh <laughs> A big right. uh, rivalry, and in 2003, he did something no one should do. Yeah. So basically, the match starts. He's up against uh, his opponent. It's it's going fine, and he realizes he's not doing as well as he wants to do. So he actively, and this is I think at this point, he, he, it's like one of the final bouts, effectively, of the tournament. So it's his to win or lose, effectively. And he very, and I don't mean subtly, he overtly grabs the top of, of uh, his opponent's head by the top, not by the hair, and slams his face full down into the clay. Effectively, like, you know, almost like breaking this yeah. guy's like cheekbone or something. And he's like, wow. that's, that's so illegal. What the hell are you doing? And he sits off the side, wait for the judgment. And it's called a monoe where the, the refs or and the, with the, the judges on the outside. And they're like, the microphone comes out and says, yeah, so we discussed it. And obviously we're chucking it out. No, you can't do that. Yokozunas can't like, you know, it's an illegal move. 
Mm. And he just stands up and walks off. And the crowd are furious because that's a position you have to hold in honor and, and, and it's a revered position. And uh, it's it's not only that, it's considered if you do something wrong at a higher level, it is a black mark on the sport. Mm. So, you know, yeah. you're supposed to, everywhere you carry yourself in public, it's all part of it. So they have the only protest they have is the cushions you're sitting on you chuck him at the door hill. So the, suddenly the, the ring is flooded with these purple cushions and he's just wow. walking off. And it's like, what the hell just happened? This guy's face is covered in blood and it's like, what, what, what are we seeing here? So yeah. there are times where the crowd get really into it and it's really intense. Um, again, po- positive and negative. But yeah, mm. and COVID issues. Yeah, exactly. It's all, all kinds of things that you'll see that will affect it. But um atmospherically again we haven't experienced it personally but mm, having been yet. to you know like yes that's exactly right yes um <laughs> but having been to live events and stuff like that, i can only imagine this being palpable energy it'd be yeah. crazy i'm wondering does the does it ever get a look in for the olympics then i mean it's quite an insular sport as you say mm. i was thinking you know like you said especially if japan gets to host from time to time like does yeah. it ever get a look in uh it does and did technically. So in 2018, sumo was recognized as a sport by the Olympic Committee. And right. it was going to be like, oh, well, we recognize this as a thing now, which is, you know, the classic, you know, uh, <laughs> arrogance of we have, we have dictated the sport you've been doing for yeah. 100 years is now officially a thing. And I think the idea at that point was supposed to be that in 2020, when it was supposed to be, 2020 was going to be the Olympics yeah. uh, in, in Tokyo. Yeah. And it was going to be, Hakuo was going to help open it. And it was going to be, oh, so they did like whole representation with, mario and other bits and pieces other characters it was all very cool because you know japan being japan um and sumo was going to be a big part of it not recognized as an official sport at it was, it was it won't be um uh, uh recognized as such it wouldn't have been like you're allowed to compete for medals at this because no. uh, the idea is that only really one country hosts it there's no mm. sumo being held in yeah. arguably so they, Britain or America. It, they yeah. wouldn't enjoy yeah. it being hosted anywhere else other than Japan. And I know that exactly. during the sure. Olympics, when they happened, um, they actually used the uh, Kokugikan Arena in Tokyo, which is basically mm. the spiritual home of sumo. It's where sumo it absolutely is, is, yeah. is, is always been sumo there. And they used that uh, arena for the boxing matches and stuff for the yeah. Olympics. Mm. So it was like they kind of got a bit involved but yeah i think it's yeah. the yeah i don't think there's any way that um i, I think that they're edging closer and closer to that sort of representation the problem is like anything um they want to maintain control over it and it's like yeah well, yeah that's not how sport no. works if you want people to be doing the best mm. and have the best version as it can be um you, I mean, they're like, oh, well, we've opened up. People can join from other countries. Mm. Like, yeah, but they have to live in Japan. Also, and all the stuff is in Japan. What about mm. women? There's no way. No, women are allowed mm. to do sport. I mean, there are, there are like, you know, there are versions, but they're all unofficial. Yeah, they're all there, there not are, recognized. There are women, female wrestlers, just to put it out yes. there. But yeah, there's no unfortunate coverage on there. They're not, they're not deemed as, no. you know, worth well, I mean, it's, it's more than that. It's because it's, uh, Japan and Britain have a bit of a similarity at times when it comes to certain traditions. So like, why do you do this? Mm. Oh, we've always done it this way. It's like, that's really archaic. Maybe you shouldn't do that. It's like, mm-hmm. don't tell us what to do. Um, and so <laughs> there, there's a, was an, an anecdotal example where, because um, obviously it's a full contact sport, there's going to be concussions. And mm. one uh, Rikishi 
collapsed in the uh, ring. Yeah. And, um, and we've seen a lot of these things before where like, you know, uh, there's a guy called Takakesho, for example. He's an Ozeki, a very high ranking person, but he is a, he's affectionately known as a hamster because he's so round, <laughs> but he is so powerful. Um, and at one point he was gaining more and more weight because that, that logic of the bigger I am, the better I'll be. Mm. Um, and he was having real neck problems and back problems mm -hmm. and breathing problems. And like one point he lost a bout and he kind of just, it was again Ichinojo and he kind of just collapsed out of it. And then of course, if Ichinojo hadn't realized he would have pushed him and he would have been much worse, yeah. but he sort of left him, let him fall to the ground. So that's like, in, these things happen quite a lot. And one instance, uh, somebody collapsed and a nurse in the crowd, or I think she's a doctor, I think she's a nurse, um, ran to the ring and immediately rather than saying oh thank god there's a doctor in the house kind of thing they were like get out of the ring there can't be women yeah because women aren't allowed like, mm. to enter or touch the sumo wrestling ring at all um i yeah. mean they've always been women mm. in sumo they've always existed there's always been um of course. they've always like, existed like history, and they've yeah. you know they even perform and stuff in you know modern day it's just such a weird tradition around the sport mm. and the, the fact that mm. they hold on to all of them it's it's so bizarre, yeah. um, and and because of that, that's why I don't think it will get to the Olympics sort of no. representation in some team because you have to you have to let it go internationally. You have to yeah. let more people from China, Mongolia, South yeah. Korea, um, all over Europe, and and America. Everyone has to be able to compete yeah. in this thing. And if you get that, you have less control over it, and you have less Japanese representation. Mm -hmm. And chances are there'll be some big burly people around the world who will make you look crappy. Yeah. So they're like, no, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Exactly. If if Mongolia has taught them anything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, although. That said, just just to add add to that as well, um, is that the the wrestlers that they do have in in the association that are from other places that are from Georgia, Bulgaria, you know, Mongolia, mm. wherever. Um, part of becoming, you can't get past a certain rank until you kind of decide to have a Japanese citizenship, or until mm. you, you know, and and you 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 have to integrate into society. You have to learn Japanese. You have to because when they're off the off the matches, um, they're mm. straight over to the the media people and answering questions, and they have to respond in Japanese, and they have to learn. So it's almost like. Wow. It's even the people that do go to Japan to become sumo wrestlers because they love the sport and they enjoy it. They have to integrate so extreme. Um, yeah, really. Mm, so yeah. It, again, I don't mm. think it's, it kind of doesn't really lend itself well as a sport for being anywhere else, which is just good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so on that note, then I, I'm really curious what, what are the origins of this and how did this all sort of begin? You mentioned it was sort of in temples. It has a, that sort of history. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, so right. it, it's, it's classic that Japan has lots of history with um, festivals and mm. um, religious festivals, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I think it goes back to the Edo period. Yeah. And the Edo period is between, mm. it's, it's, it's when Japan closed their borders. So the at the end of the 1600s, 16, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow, in the 1600s, okay. you yeah. had like part of like Europe rocking up in Japan, and uh -huh. that was mostly the Portuguese, the Dutch, and the British wanted to. And Japan was like, nah, we're not having this. There's too much Christianity coming in. We're going to close the country off. And so, what do you mean? It means that it's illegal to leave Japan. It's illegal for a foreigner to be in Japan. You're like, oh, and that's where this whole feudal era comes from the idea that the shogun took over and uh -huh. yeah. an emperor and it was a whole history of stuff but in that time yeah. they developed a very nationalistic sense of we do this 
and only this and therefore they started cultivating sumo in the current form it's understood to be so all the rules started go there but sumo has been around for like a thousand years as a shinto thing um as an idea that when you'd open a festival um you'd have like this um uh, this commemorative bout in a strange way like i think that like jousting has an origin yeah. in like opening like religious festivals mm. in europe kind just of thing, to, just to add yeah. as well to that is mm. that what Matt's talking about there when he says the 1600s is is sumo as we kind of know it as in a professional yes. sumo sense, which because before right. then sumo did exist, but it was only for the super rich and and was mm. steeped more in the religion aspect. And that was like, yeah, in the 800, 800 to yeah 800s or something like it started. So oh, wow. it is an old sport. Um, it's been around oh, for a long, yeah. long time. And, and that makes sense why it hasn't really changed in terms of the rules. I think mm. we like to talk about Mongolian wrestling being a very similar thing. And again, boxing. What's, what, and, 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 and there's similar cultures across the world. It's like, well, what's the sport? The sport is I batter the crap out of you uh, until you fall over. Okay. Mm. And how do we have to any rules for this? Yeah, I've drawn a circle. Okay, what's that mean? <laughs> if you hit the floor, I push you out, you lose. Right, let's go through it then. Yeah, that, that's that's it. And it's like, well, you know, and again, you go back to like Vikings and go back to old Saxon stuff. You yeah. can go back to uh, Huguenot French things. There's similar sports that exist in that sort of like, and again, usually it is a form of wrestling or boxing. We have this idea of a show of strength, and it's usually either for um, a sense of fealty and loyalty to a, a, a crown or an emperor or whoever it happens to be or a lord or something. Uh, but this is rooted, as I say, it previously in in um religious festivals and it kind of goes from there and because religious festivals in japan are so marked by the change of the season every other month kind of makes sense and more and more of these traditions become literal tradition and ingrained and yeah it kind of goes from there basically but because it's also been so insular because it hasn't left the country and hasn't changed for that reason so we've seen a few things because of covid yeah where they're like, this has never happened before. What do we do? So case in point. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the judges and the um mm. the Nihon Sumo Kyokai, which is the Japan Japan Sumo Association, mm-hmm. um, it's it's one of those things where they decide where people are ranked. So you'd think it would just come down to points, like, oh, they beat this many people, yeah. they should go up or down in the rankings. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. There's a group of people that sit around and discuss. Uh, the tournament after the tournament ends and they're like right this person deserves to be here we're going to move this person up we're going to promote this person we're going to demote this person like it, it there's no real you can logic. see what people get worried about corruption yes <laughs> yeah yeah was, uh, it almost not to, again i'm coming in this fresh like, so i don't want to no, be no, disrespectful no, 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 of no, a, a sport that's been going for literally thousands of years but that doesn't make a lot of sense. That seems no. a bit defeatist of like, you've won, you've done all of this, but ultimately it doesn't Yeah, I matter. mean, on the whole, it tends to be, you know, you get to the next uh, tournament and you'll notice that the, the, the rankings are what you would have expected based on the last Basho. So it's, it's so, yeah. yeah, more often than okay. not, it's fine. But occasionally you'll be like, why are they still there? <laughs> like, mm. They should be in the lower ranks. Yeah, you know? I can give you a prime mm. example, actually. So, um... You have a guy called Tochinoshin, mm. and he mm. is a Georgian dude. And he had previously climbed to the rank of Ozeki. So what the, the second highest. He's done exceptionally well. He's won his own uh, Yusho, his own bout, his own Basho once, which is really impressive. So all 15 days, he was the best performing. Um, he climbed very high. Now, that was, to be fair, 
five years ago. And usually the elders, the oldest, like most sports, it's mm. usually mid early, uh, mid to late thirties kind of thing. And he is, mm. I think, thirty six or something like that. They said maybe now. Um, and his knees are buckling. He's got all the supports on him, like they're bound up and stuff. And he's he's oh. struggling. But he has, um, for at least a year, pre until very recently got what's called as i said earlier a makikoshi meaning mm. he's more losses than wins and yet despite that you'd expect him to tumble down 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 but he's sat around maigashira 13 14 15 thereabouts for months yeah you think why he's losing how, like, how? because he used to be an ozeki and because he's still got fighting in and sure right. enough what happens is that we um see him uh, in the last two or three bouts, getting his uh, kachikoshi and doing very well. So it's like, oh, and the same way that there's a guy called Meisei who was uh, one point considered to be an Ozeki, he was going to be doing very well, and he did very badly, and they put him down from Maigashira like one mm. to fourteen. Yeah, like, oh, that, that is, and that's they not just like, I should point out. Yeah, that's not fourteen no. uh, places down. There are two people on Maigashira one, two people on Maigashira two, two people. Yeah, because so you've got east and west, basically. twenty plus ranks. Yeah. Grief. So it's the idea that sometimes it can seem excessively punishing. Sometimes it's like, why are you keeping them there? Why are you promoting that? And other times they're like, mm. this person is so good, they need to get streamlined here fast because they're already mincing through these people. They are literally so good, mm. they mm. need to be pressed harder. So there is a sort of logic to it, but it still feels yeah. gatekeepery. Yeah. Um, okay. And as an ex as an external, uh, and this is always the way. Whenever somebody um, from outside of Japan comments on this stuff, so if you have like an American or British or whoever um, uh, person following sumo, go, that's amazing. That's really interesting. That's a bit odd. You would get this very strong burrowed sort of uh, furrowed brow from Japan saying, "Back off." Yeah. Because it's our I thing. I mean, even though, <laughs> and as... rightfully so, yeah, but yeah, yeah. also the more you want people to follow this stuff, the more you're going to get that kind of scrutiny. So Yeah, and even yeah. though most people aren't really that bothered by sumo in Japan, it's still regarded as like a a really important um, sport. And the, yeah. the, the rikishi, all the wrestlers, they are considered celebrities. They end up in like adver advertisements and they end up in, there's, there's even like a, a comic strip in one of the uh, newspapers in Japan of one of the lives of one of the, I think it was uh, yeah. I think it was Hakuho, wasn't it? It was Hakuho, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Him and his family, and they're all like little cartoon versions of them, and it's just him being a great dad and being a great, yeah. great husband. They, and they yeah. release albums where they sing yeah. songs. Uh, it's like they are. <laughs> they are. Sorry, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Because of course they have like so much karaoke over there, and yeah. it's the idea of like you see like ah, oh, and they, I mean like proper like the, oh, what's going to sound old, old croony yeah. sort of stuff, and like this sounds ridiculous. That's and, amazing. It's it's crazy and. It, it it's one of those things whereby it, it's it's quintessentially Japanese, mm. and I mean that both as a point of love and also a point of uh, a slight point of contention. Whereby you can have so, and I'm, the three of us who live on this, these British Isles, um, we can say there are so many things we have here that are like very British. And Gregs. we go, why do you have Gregs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do people love Greg? Why has Primark got a range of Gregs Crocs right now? That kind of thing. You're like, well, I'm buying those. Um, and you're like, why? So another a, a prime example, and this is based on obviously empire and history, but yeah. um, I'm not a particularly big fan of cricket. And cricket is an amusing example of like, we've got so much time to kill while we're 
frankly Let's just have a three day game <laughs> yeah let's just yeah. do a thing that never series really ends and it's based around when we stop to eat and drink and um mm. it gets very competitive or let's introduce it to everybody we're sort of going to so we have you know places in you know uh, africa and and india and australia mm. we wonderful oh they're really good at it oh they're mm-hmm. much better at it than us okay yeah. well we're now in trouble that sort of thing yeah um, same so thing with rugby i guess as well that, like similar exactly yeah. and football most mm. most of the sports that will introduce yeah. to people and you end up again and again the, the typically japanese example baseball mm. the you know the americans come over when occupying and yeah, they're playing yeah. baseball the japanese pick it up and they're really good at it this is what um, Japan clearly don't want anyone else doing sumo yeah because <laughs> they know full well first-hand experience that people who turn up they'll do a better job and they'll be like, oh we're bugging yeah. now and uh, you have left that control you'd have to regulate it in a certain yeah. way that you lose that's true that control, yeah and I, I suppose given what you said earlier as well about it being so you know steeped in tradition and the history other countries picking it up that don't have that more than likely a lot of the rules and the things that they hold so dear to it are just going to go straight out the window yep. you know absolutely like some absolutely. of the countries pick up and go well, we're not doing that we're going to do this and absolutely. then that might might upset them a little bit i'd imagine uh, no completely and i think that's mm. the nature of growth i mean if we take yeah. this from the sense of anything whether that's if you have a kid and they go off to university, but you didn't go to university, they're going to learn things you didn't learn, have experience you didn't have experience of. So they're going to come mm. back and they'll be like, I've changed. You're like, You've changed. I don't like it. I'm literally quoting <laughs> M's experience. Um, and, um, <laughs> but also right. you have the idea, like you say you run a, a shop somewhere and you've opened up and you've blood, sweat and tears and you, it's your thing. And you're like, right, we're going to expand to a second shop. Mm. It's like, okay, well, you can't manage both of them. In fact, you have to step back yeah. now and try and oversee both of them. You have to trust the people to manage it. So, oh, they're doing things differently here. It's like, well, that's not how that works. Mm. And mm. that's true of kind of everything. Yeah. The more you franchise out, the more you expand. Yeah. The more it grows, the more it appeals to people. Although, and that's good. But... I would like to think mm. one thing about Simo, though, with the rules, is that mm. they are starting to go back on the rules and be less strict mm. with things. And I think a big part of that is COVID. Um, right. yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure Matt wanted to talk about this earlier, but I no, think I yeah, cut him off. Too. But basically, um, COVID completely annihilated um, the most recent Basho. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. You can you can jump in if you want to talk about this. No, but, no, no, um, it was interesting because <laughs> everyone was allowed to be um, there. It was like full full amount of people were allowed in, but then. In the second week in particular, um, there were so many Rikishi that had to keep withdrawing. Each day, there were like scores and scores because it wasn't just a case of one of them test positive for COVID. It was if one of them goes, everyone in their stable has to withdraw. And right, so yeah, of course, there was one day where there were seven Rikishi that had to all re- withdraw on the same day, which obviously messed. And that was on the morning of of the tournament, the, the that day's um, proceedings. So, yeah, wow. um, they had to change up things and have people from lower divisions fight people from upper divisions. So, like when mm-hmm. they're forced into it, they can change the rules. They can be different. Yes. And and the thing that I'm referring to is actually um, some of the Rikishi that had to withdraw were people that had um, long-standing um, uh, appearances, winning basically. Streaks. Yeah, they had uninterrupted mm. winning streaks. So one of them was a wrestler called Aye. Tamawashi. He's known as the Iron Man of Sumo because <laughs> he has never missed a day of sumo since his career started. 
and that's right. incredibly rare because of you know injuries can happen often and you know just just to not miss a tournament for mm. 18 years and wow. an uninterrupted uh, uninterrupted streak of 1448 appearances good grief and unfortunately because of covid mm-hmm. he didn't have covid one of his stable mates had he had to withdraw and that meant that kind of put a stop to it, which um, wow. which caused mm. a bit of a concern because everyone was just like, wait. So he had the fourth highest record of all time. Yeah. And it's like, what do we, what do, we do now? He didn't actually get made absent because of this. It's not his fault. Yeah. It's his stablemates. He didn't get COVID. And then we're talking like, you know, a full yeah. contact sport where you never get sick, never get anything broken. You Even though he's literally, again, very high ranking Maegashira, he's been fighting very hard mm. for, for years. So... To, to have that stripped away because of this. And so there was this immediate petition saying, like, you can't do this. Yeah. And, and, That's unfair. And there was also so. another Rikishi just under him um, yes. who also had a 16-year uninterrupted streak as well, uh, Nishikigi. And I think everyone was like, hang on a minute. And, and I think the, the Sumo Association have actually had to now take that into consideration. And I think they're going to kind of ignore this I think they've tournament. said they're going to now. They're going to say like this one's a bit of a write-off for that. Yeah. Like, carry on, pick up where you left exactly. off. Exactly, because it's unfair. Yeah, and the worse. same can be said for cool. um, one of the other uh, wrestlers, one of the Ozeki, who mm. is the second highest ranking sumo. Yeah, this was Ozeki. Yeah, show, isn't it? Oh, I thought you were talking about someone else entirely. Oh, who do you think oh. I'm talking about? Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'm Go gonna I'm gonna just jump, jump in, in a different one. So. Basically, there is a guy called. Okay, so we've got to a bit of bit of all good, all good. stuff, but we'll bear with us. So, we mentioned before about the Ozeki and how they are the second highest rank. The Yokozuna, when you get there, that's not a case of like you know win certain amount of things, get the Yokozuna. It's like you have to prove to the association that you you know sumo's in your blood. Yeah. It's who you are. You're not going to get worse. You're only going to get better. And they award that to you. And when you get Yokozuna, that can never be taken from you. That's your position until you retire, yeah. basically. So if you start doing badly, it's probably time to retire because the whole point yeah. is you're not mm. meant to disgrace that that um the rank. That rank. Yeah. Um, okay. So you should be getting 12s every tournament, 12 out of 15 yeah. matches at you least. You should be winning most of the U shows unless something's like someone really impressive has come through. The Ozeki, mm. however, are where you sort of mentioned like Tochino should have been there before and, and, and lost down and, 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 and sort of fallen from that height. Because the Ozeki... There's usually three or four of them, thereabouts, um, and they are awarded, again, if you're in the, one of the higher ranks of Sekewaki, maybe Komasubi, if you've done really well, like, you know what, this person's been winning consistently, they deserve the rank of Ozeki. That's yeah. a very... That, and before Yokozuna was introduced like 100 odd years ago, Ozeki was the highest rank. Yes. That was the highest you could go. Gotcha. Until they said, we need a new one because, you know, <laughs> something like best of the best. So yeah. the Ozeki... You obviously win completely over there. Now, if you have one bout, oh, sorry, one tournament, a basho as it's called, that goes badly. So you've got 15 days, and there are bad 15 days for you. Mm-hmm. You come away and you've got. You've got a losing uh, record. A Makakoshi, mm. exactly. You've got, so you've got seven wins and eight losses. You go, ah, damn. Uh, mm. If that's the case, you are then what's known as Kadoban. That only happens for Ozeki. Nobody else that matters. Mm. The association will move you around in your rank wherever it happens to be, except the Ozeki. You become Kadoban. I say, like, what is, uh, which we all, when I first heard it, it's like Cuddleban. Like, like, no, no, no. But like Cuddle yeah. Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to hug him. Uh, but yeah, K A D O B A N, Kadoban. And basically, what that means is you have one more chance. Mm. So the next basho, so say, for example, this is um, 
We'll take a very specific example of Mitakeyumi. Oh, it was Mitakeyumi. I think that's who I meant yeah. to say, but I said Daesho for some reason. That's bad. No, Mitakeyumi was made your uh, Nozeki at the start of the year. And in uh, the May Basho, he didn't perform well at all, very badly. And he was then Kadoban in July. Mm. Like, okay, now very and and as as did another Ozeki called Shodai. Now Shodai has been a bit up and down, uh, but he did incredibly well on the third or fourth day. I think he had a meeting with Hakuho, who is no longer in. Think he's yeah. retired. He's now a coach, but he had a conversation with him, and he was like, he just guys. You just lit a fire under together. him, basically. Amazing, and, and he, he just, was doing so yeah. well. Mitakayumi, however. Uh, was not doing well. He was like on five losses. Like he is going to lose his rank. This is bad. Oh no, it's mm. terrible. But it's how it works. Except his stablemate got COVID, and then I was like, oh, and suddenly Ooh. he disappears. And then the sumo association is sort of hit by the press. Yeah, saying, like, what do we well, do? What happens now? <laughs> this is, is never he still Kadoban? <laughs> it's like, well, we can't just assume on the trajectory he was on that he would definitely lose his rank because look at Shodai. He pulled himself yeah, back. And we, we, You're saying he wouldn't have done it. Who knows? Yeah, we've seen it many mm. times before when it looks like mm -hmm. on day five, if people, someone that's had five losses in a row can sometimes go on to then win the next 10 matches. Like it's, Absolutely. it's so... Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the person, the people feeling are the five yeah. strongest people. Then suddenly, them below you is like, well, actually, you know what? It's a bit easy at that yeah. point. So you get all this sort of stuff. So then they had to say like, well, the rules are the rules are the rules are the rules. And Japan and bureaucracy is a long thing about you know too many um, meetings. There's, there's a film called uh, Shin Godzilla, and yeah. it didn't. It, I, I love it. I think we talked about it before, but basically the idea that mm. um, it didn't gel with a lot of uh, international viewers because they like, why are they constantly in these dumb meeting rooms and changing yeah. outfits oh to the next meeting room it's like because that's how they dealt with the fukushima power plant thing going yeah. on it's like yeah. that's that's the whole point so japan's steeped in this sort of stuff you know oh we have no mm. plan of what i mean happens to they do still this. have fax machines just want to point out yes <laughs> yes yeah. and oh, wow. the hanko stamp a hanko stamp is basically how you sign for like checks and legal stuff and if you lose your stamp you have to go to the bank and you have to get a new one it's like well where's your stamp and again, that's all back classic tradition, the red ink on a stamp sort of thing. It's like, can I just sign this thing? I'm here. I've got the passwords. No, where's your stamp? It's like, I lost it. Oh, well, then you're not you anymore. So, what the? So all these things had to change <laughs> yeah. because of COVID. Japan and, stuff. and bureaucracy, so, man. It's, it's, it's yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> it really is. So Mitakeumi is it was out. It's like, right, what happens? What happens now? And then it was a meeting held by the association and they came back and said, We'll have a think about it. Uh, at that point, Mitigami did get COVID he did. as well. And yeah. it wasn't like someone saying like, well, hang on, there's a whole history of corruption here. Maybe one of their stable mates got COVID or thought, said they would so it actually save his career, that kind of blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, no, 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 that's not the case at all. Um, and the association said, fine, we'll just do a reset. He will be Kadoban as of the September Basho. Yeah. We'll try again. Um, it's all put boss. But even then, that kind of thing... It's like, well, what does the book say? It, yeah, it says nothing. There's such a so there was go. such a furore yeah. around it. It was just like they yeah. they had to work mm. out that to go off and think about it and decide. And it's like, sh surely mm. that that <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. If 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 it was opened up internationally, had more people, had more of a following, had more of representation around the world, you'd yeah. have more instances and examples of things happening, and therefore you'd be able to account for that stuff, and you would sure. increase and grow the sport. But it would probably look different over time. Um, yeah. So it's it is just a case of, um, yeah, lots of little quirks and traditions of these sort of things. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and as you say, I mean. Let's be honest. Pandemic changed a lot of things for yeah, yeah. all of us in all oh, sectors for, and industries. For sure. The like to, to match what you, something you said earlier, Matt. That kind of this is the way we've always done this <laughs> went out of the window for 
all of us, I think. You know, Absolutely. so yeah, it's it's interesting. Something like that, who knows, could maybe shape this sport for the better moving forward. Yeah, I hope so. Change and compromise in a few ways. There, it might sort of because I think that's the thing, isn't it? As humans, we fear change. We kind of fear that, yeah, especially yeah. when you have a set proud sense of tradition and there's this history, which is great, but that can stop you from making progress in the right way. So it could be mm-hmm. nice for them to perhaps seeing how this has gone and seeing that, oh, actually, it didn't mess everything up beyond belief. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe what else can we change? Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as an absolutely strange and ridiculous analogy and comparison, I'm still going to make it. Um, <laughs> At one point in their history, Dairy Milk probably would have said, Dairy Milk. <laughs> I love these tangents. <laughs> I love them too. Go on, Matt. Uh, dairy Milk chocolate would like say, like, Well, we only make one type of chocolate. Thank you very much. It's this Dairy Milk chocolate. It's a cup and a half of milk. Never going to be anything different. And someone say, Could we possibly put like some raisins in it and some nuts? It's like, Get out. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you defile the house of Dairy Milk? Um, and then, sure enough, we're now at like where we got like, you know, cookie crumble versions and all these sort of things. The dairy milk thing still exists, but there are so many variations of mm. it. But people initially go, you know, it's it's a question of survival. Uh, if you yeah. could be like the people who've never changed how you make your own chocolate bar, and then your company goes bust because no one's mm. buying it anymore because it doesn't appeal to modern tastes. Um, the same for sport. If you don't mm. update with the time, sometimes that has an appeal to it. Something like for Em and myself, yeah. we love the tradition. We love the yeah. the 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 way that's done. We love the pageant. We love the. I mean, for example there are still strong ties to shintoism where i can't remember exactly when it happens i think it's early in summer there's what's called the bean throwing ceremony and right. they'll go to temples and take old um uh like dried beans and chuck them out of the crowd and the idea is supposed to be a sort of classic thing that's a over it's, it's, it's an example in mythology around the mm. world of if you scatter beans it's, on the floor the um, demon has to stop and count them kind of thing yeah, so right it's okay. it's a spring festival it's uh spring, just yeah. just at the start well of february usually it's uh called yeah. setsuban okay. setsuban yes that's yeah. right. thank you yeah exactly yeah so all the big mm. names there, the biggest wrestlers will go and they'll chuck out things in the crowd it's a huge yeah. crowd yeah. turns out it's a big and you just public get beans thing. thrown at you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which again, for us, like that sounds ridiculous. Because we I love think it. of baked beans over here. It's nothing like yeah. that. Obviously, yeah, these yeah, are yeah. dried, dried. Um, if yeah, it was, I, yeah, I, but I if it was Britain, get, it would yeah, be absolutely. It would be Hines, baked yeah. beans. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be like. Get, yeah, you'd see them opening. It'd be the ceremonial opening of the can. Yes. And... <laughs> the big industrial tins yeah. as well. Oh, Often it in like it's like a like you know, yeah. sun, Saturday morning gunge tank sort of thing. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Britain, what have you done to sumo wrestling? Big, big ladles just pinging them into the crowd. Yep. Yeah. But would it improve the sport? It might do. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't see anything. I got bean juice in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a legal move. Might... It's fine. Don't yeah. touch his hair, though. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. It's mm. fascinating. I think this is genuinely fascinating. And I'm right in thinking then that there's a way of keeping up with it over here then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there are yeah, tons but... and tons of mm. um, uh, YouTubers that always show the matches. Um, if you yeah. don't have access to NHK World and you can't watch the highlights, like we, we tend to watch um, NHK most of the time. And then any of the matches that weren't shown, we'll go off and look for them elsewhere. Um, okay. But yeah, there are tons of different places you can you can look. Um, yeah, specifically. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so the official coverage is NHK. So so you can watch that. If you have like Sky, for example, Now TV, mm. you might have NHK in that package and you can watch it. And it's like... 507. I've got it memorized. It's the only channel I ever yeah. really watch on Sky. <laughs> 
That's true. <laughs> but NHK World has a website mm-hmm. and you can watch it all for free there as well. Mm-hmm. So that's on that thing. Um, there's oh. also, uh, there's like Nato Sumo, for example, uh, N-A-T-T-O Sumo. And that's on YouTube and it's a guy called Nato and he um, puts on this live coverage. So it's literally within a couple of hours of it going live on each day. And it has, uh, it's all sort of literally Japanese commentators watching. So Fox, who is a friend of ours, who's a sort of co-host on our podcast, Sumo Drop, um he will watch it that way specifically and right. so he will he will get certain stuff and they, i don't know what happened there but it was really good because obviously get the the report from from what i was thinking whereas em and i will wait for the NF, nhk official coverage yeah. and there'll be the commentators um like, like ross mihara and murray johnson <laughs> and stuff like that and they're, they're all going to say like this is because of this and going oh i see because you haven't got the translation from the japanese mm. yet um mm. but there's also uh chris sumo and sumo stew um, run by Tear on oh, um, love YouTube. Love Sumo Stew. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're, they're great because they like the, the whole like answering questions about why certain things are done so way, what the wrestlers' names mean, who these different people are, um, mm. the coverage that. I yeah. mean, um, uh, Chris Sumo is a guy who is a British guy living in Japan, and he goes and tries to interview people, um, and uh, he tries to be at matches and film them himself. So rather than seeing the NHK official coverage, you're seeing his coverage from what he's filming there, uh, and his uh, his his opinion on the whole thing. Uh, Sumo Stu Tear will do the same thing when she's interviews people as well. So there's a big, I say a big, there is a sizable community yeah. of people growing. There's also yeah, yeah. There's also discords as well. Um, I'm Absolutely. involved in a couple of discords. I don't really, I don't really talking them much because most of the time i'm trying to keep the results unspoiled until i get to watch yeah. the matches um sure. but i do check in from time to time and you've got one called grand sumo and there's also a napo sumo one as well which is linked to the nato sumo stuff and right. and in in some of that um people have sort of fun little fantasy tournaments and that sort of stuff oh, yeah. and, and this is something that we've picked up on the podcast Yes, and mm-hmm. myself, Matt, Fox, um, other listeners on the show, because if, if we always say if a listener on the show is taking part, let us know and we'll, we'll give you a name check and, and watch how your tournament's mm-hmm. going. And what we tend to do is at the start of every, every tournament, we all pick uh, five uh, Rikishi, all from the different sort of um, the ranks. Um, so we'll have like one from the higher ranks, either the Yokozuna or the Ozekis or the Sekiwakis etc um or some from the middle the big set blocks yeah just they? set blocks so you can't you know pick all the five top people you know? <laughs> um and basically we pick our dream stable as it were and uh see how they get on and then you get awarded points uh throughout the tournament and it's almost like a a fun way to enjoy sumo especially if you're getting into it because you can get behind it from that little competitive sense as well yeah um right. and, and that's called catchy clash um, catchyclash.com and we do that every every time uh, you'll find yeah, out you'll there. find us on there uh, and, and yeah. that's a that's such a good metric and gauge because obviously that's not just i mean sumo coverage on nhk world has started to increase so they see things like they do previews beforehand and more interviews and things mm. because they know that the audience is growing catchy clash when we started looking at it uh, a couple of years ago was like several hundred people now it's 500 people and mm. that's like you know for one fantasy mm. league on one website so there is definitely a growing interest in it i think the, yeah. to be fair um when i was a teenager there was a huge explosion of japanese culture in the 90s oh yeah so you had obviously yeah. video games and film and tv and anime and all that sort of stuff 
exploding out of nowhere. So you get more and more of this sort of stuff. And this is just another example of that, I think. But for those who are interested in following or, think, or just, just curious about the whole thing, I genuinely think the best starting point, other than various uh, YouTube channels, mm-hmm. is literally just type into Google NHK sumo as an s-u-m-o mm-hmm. um because that takes you straight to the nhk website the, the english language version um they have videos about uh, what's called sumopedia um which shows you what all the moves mean why they do the ring toss stuff why they have uh why it's under a small little roof uh there's a little uh, uh, for example the weird thing to say but the door hill <laughs> itself has a floating roof. Oh, yeah. Really high up on the ceiling. Yeah. It's like cables, pillar by cable, sorry. Why is that there? Because it used to be when it was in the temples, they'd have four huge wooden pillars, but obviously you can't see when you're televised. So in the 50s, they took them out and started spending them from cables from the ceiling. So all this history is there, all the things you might want to know, all the Q&A stuff. Um, And it also shows the various bouts, the whole live coverage for the day. You get the commentators saying about what's going on. Um, So... It's the best free way to get into it. Even just to click a pl- uh, play through a video and just sample what a bout or two looks like. Mm. The, the you know how they step into the ring, clap, you know, raise their fists, stamp these things out, stretch themselves out, crash into each other, and win by a certain move. Or if if it's a bit ambiguous, if they want two of them fall out at the exact same time, where the the judges come in. So it's a really good starting point, and then from there you can go into the bigger community. People are very supportive, as always, as with most communities oh, yeah. online. Um, yeah. you, there's always going to be welcome places where people are happy to speak about things or educate people because you just want someone else to talk to you about the sport at the end of the day. Um, and then eventually what you do is you end up saying, this person, I recognize this person. Yeah. I like them. They're pretty cool. And then you start getting obsessive and go, oh God, I, I, I need this person. I, I, I need I need Hoshoryu to win. He's my, he's my oh, boy yeah, yeah. and I want him to succeed every day. You do love Hoshoryu, um, it's true. I love Hoshoryu. Uh, Takakesho forever. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it it's just it's just been absolutely fascinating honestly i yeah like an hour and a half ago knew absolutely nothing and now i kind of feel like i've got a really good overall picture and good and, good. I, and, I, and I love like you say that it's something that is accessible as well mm, if people are listening mm. and they're like oh, i want to check this out it sounds like there's loads of places to go i'll do my best to link in as many as possible in the show oh, of course, notes, course yeah people want to just go for it dive in i'll be checking some of this stuff out because sounds fascinating yeah. genuinely as, as a as- as a round, yeah. As somebody who, I mean, I, I obviously grew up in Britain and um, that means, okay, so I grew up in Highbury and that means I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't really care about football because I don't have a choice, <laughs> yeah. but I'm an Arsenal I fan. Mean, um, I grew up in Upton Park about five minutes away from West Ham. So, yeah. there you go. again, I no don't get a choice. It's just sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that being said... Bristol, um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that being said... Um, football is very, very, very easy to uh, understand and play, and most importantly, understand to do. Uh, sorry, easy mm. to do because you. If you, I mean, classically, you know, the old um, adages: if you have a couple of jumpers for goalposts and a tennis ball, you can play football effectively. Um, sumo is a thing you cannot do. Um, you, I mean, they <laughs> yeah. do it in Japan. They do have like in schools oh, and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, many sumo wrestlers start out just because they did it at school and they were good at it yeah. at school. It's like they'll get coached in school and they'll Mm. have like divisions and leagues and that kind of stuff. And people do it as a fun thing to do themselves. In the same way Americans play American football kind of without the pads. It's like a fun version they'll have with friends and family at like Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, But with regards to like um, something I do follow and do love is rugby. Mm. Um, And I've supported London Irish for a good 20 odd years. Um, And rugby is a very different experience. 
mm. in that it is international. It's everywhere. It's, it's evolved from rugby league to rugby union. I'm not going to hijack Victoria rugby, don't worry. But the point I'm trying <laughs> to get to is I introduced rugby to my wife. Yeah. And <laughs> talking about this stuff and all the rules and the bits and pieces and how the different uh, positions have different roles and responsibility. What happens if the ball hits the ground? Well, this happens then. There's a whole... It, rugby is always seen as quite confusing to a lot of people and difficult to get into because like, well, what's happening now? I don't understand. It's like, well, you can't pass the ball forward. Why can't you pass the ball forward? They are. No, no, that's then you're throwing it in from the outside. It's like, okay, okay, okay. It's, it's, it feels like, <laughs> although it's around the world, it still feels like it's quite exclusive in a way because you have to have someone to really invite you into it. Whereas with mm. sumo, mm. it's the opposite where it feels really alien. It feels like it's like the most difficult thing to get into. And then you watch one bout and go, oh, I know everything I need to know about sumo. Yeah, and also as yeah. well, yet, it, you'll be surprised it, all the time. it can be intimidating <laughs> for a lot of people. A lot of people might just write it off straight away because they see all the yeah. Japanese words and all the Japanese names yeah, and they might be a bit, you know, oh gosh, I don't know Japanese. I don't know this. I don't know. And it's like, it, it's actually really straightforward. And if you do watch the, the commentaries on NHK, they always flag up what all the meanings are on the screen. And yeah. also the commentators will explain stuff as they go. So it's actually, it's really easy to, to get into. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love it. This is brilliant. Well, I just want to say to both of you, just thank you so much for coming on and, and, no, and explaining all of this. It's it's been amazing. And I guess to kind of bring us to bring us home then is, uh, yeah, where can the good people find you? And we've mentioned it a little bit during the episode, but yeah, just uh, just for the end, a little plug, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, we'll just start off with the podcast, Matt. That's probably a really good yeah. start, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you can search for Sumo Drop Podcast wherever you watch your podcast. I'm sure we'll come up or you can go direct through the bbgwrestling.com channel. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. B- B- BBG Wrestling, sorry, BBG Wrestling is the... Uh, sort of umbrella that holds us and sumo drop is a is a show within that yeah uh, yep. that show specifically nice. um but we also do a lot of other stuff obviously we're going to too much detail about it because <laughs> we'll be here forever yep. but i mean as as you know from uh, me hearing previously on the show i do sequelizers <laughs> um i also review films as the red right hand at code uk and emma j and i both make award-winning films uh with cheesemint uh, com and a web series yeah set in japan um, <laughs> Yeah, and you can Amazing. and you can find um, the other podcasts I'm part of as well. If you're interested in pop culture, games, that sort of stuff, it's called mm-hmm. the Super Eight Bit Power Hour. <laughs> so you can check that out. And I'm on socials as Emma Jane Mint. So if anyone has any questions about sumo and yes. you want to ask us anything, please do because we love it. And actually, we were recently at MCM and we were there just to promote our our web series but we decided mm-hmm. to take along a little poster of the the sumo um yes podcast and the amount of people we had come up and chat to us about sumo we loved it and we want Brilliant. we would like more of that please so yeah, <laughs> yeah. please come and it ask was, us questions we, we are convinced it's such a quiet thing oh we must be like one of the only people we know who watches it mm. or that mm. sort of thing and again two hundred thousand people at mcm and our table we got a big bit of big booth and uh, to mm. my, as em said about our filmmaking stuff um but it was a combination of people saying, oh my God, do you like sumo? Or what did you think about the recent bar show? It was a yeah. wonderful conversation. And they're saying, wow. so what's sumo like? And we just go like, oh, it's as we've had the last conversation for an hour and a half. They go, oh, all right. Yeah. Also, I'll check it out. Also, shout out mm. to the random guy, whoever it was that told me about the sumo, sumo shirts, because there was a sumo yeah. shirt at MCM, which oh, is yeah. what I'm wearing right now. Um, nice. A shirt full of sumo wrestlers on it, and I was like, I have to buy this shirt. You you, you screamed across the 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 entire floor, and, and MCM is a big and it's an XL in London. It's a huge oh, huge place. And you're like, yeah, I love your shirt. It's like, it's <laughs> <over> Thanks. <there." laughs> so yeah. 
Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I'll be sure to put links and all that people to go and check out. So yeah, great. thank you. Thank you for having thank us. Much, it's man. been great. My pleasure. And there we have it. Thank you so much to Matthew and Emma Jane for coming onto the podcast and sharing your love of this truly spectacular sport. I'm sure you guys listening will agree with me when I say that that was quite the education in sumo wrestling. So if you really love what you heard here today, make sure you go and check out Sumo Drop. I've put links in the show notes for that, as well as their other podcasts, Equalizers and the Super 8-Bit Power Hour. You can find both of those again linked in the show notes, as well as their Twitter handles. You can go and say hi to Matt and Emma Jane. Let them know what you think of this podcast episode. I'm sure they would love to hear from you. And if you have any questions about sumo wrestling, as you heard, they're more than happy to answer any and all questions you have. And as I say, their creative platforms are truly wonderful and you should go and support them today. Speaking of supporting platforms, if you're enjoying this particular podcast and the episodes, then please consider supporting it in a few simple ways. First and foremost, just tell somebody. If you've listened to this episode and you like what you heard, then pass it along. Word of mouth, social media, email, announcing it in the middle of a sumo wrestling match. I don't mind how you do it just as long as you do, because it really helps more people to come and find the podcast and share it and help it to grow. Because really, that's all I want to do with this show. I'm a one-man team. I do this all on my own. So recommendations are absolutely vital. The other thing that you can do, which is free, and it goes a really long way to helping the podcast, is leaving a lovely five-star review or rating on your favorite podcatcher. There are a number of platforms that support this. So if you're able to click five stars, leave a little review or any comments, then that would mean the world to me. And please make sure that you tell me you've done so because it can be quite tricky to keep track of these things. But if I know you've done it, then I can give you a much deserved thank you on the next episode of the podcast. And finally, you can contribute to the show financially if you wish to do so. You can do it via the coffee donation page, or you can go to Tee Public and grab yourself some really awesome merch sporting the incredible artwork designed by Alex Jenkins. You can find sales on the Tee Public store coming up actually in September. There's a few, I believe. So make sure you follow me on social media to keep up to date with that and grab yourself a bit of merch. It all helps support the podcast, and I'm sure you'll look great sporting that wonderful logo and that just about does it from me i'll be back again next week with a brand new guest on a fascinating musical topic so make sure you do not miss out until then take care have a great week and i will see you all next time